Hi guys, this is the Care Team Podcast. We are on episode 28, um, Change the Way You Think, Change Your Life. Today is March 25th, 2021, and it's based on Romans 12.2. Today's going to be a little bit PG-13. We're going to be more on a serious topic today. Um, We only have about 20 minutes, and we're just going to be scratching the surface, but um, we just wanted to let you all know that it's going to be a little more serious today. Yeah. And because of the, the seriousness topic, we, we want to have a fun lead in. And so our lead in today is going to be about spring life hacks. And so that could be a life hack inside your house, outside your house, but it's going to be a life hack. And so, uh, so I just want to kind of open up the floor and see who's, who's who brought their life hack today and yeah. their life hack game today. Yeah. To it. I, I've got one. I'll start with one. Both of them are kind of silly, but if you have a pet, I have a dog. Right now he has his very thick winter coat, and very soon he'll begin to shed all over my house. So the hack is get your dog outside on the deck right now and start the shedding process for him with one of those <laughs> undercoat combs. Oh, yeah. And you can really head off a lot of the shedding in your home. All right. I like it. I like it. This isn't really a hack. It's just really a suggestion. But I think it is the best thing when you just go out and – take stuff out of your car just vacuum your car and wash your car it's just such a nice thing because when you go on nice drives and roll your windows down it's just like everything's clean and it feels good yeah i like it so do you ever go on the nice spring drives with your windows down but it's still kind of chilly so you have the heater on yeah your windows down at the same time that's yes, me. yes. i kind of do that in my house sometimes too <laughs> <laughs> all right Lori, putting you on the spot um let's see the only thing I could think of was this past weekend, first, you know, beautiful, sunny, warm day we've had. And all I wanted to do was just go outside and just enjoy the sun. Yeah. Well, my boyfriend really, really wanted to go fishing and he really wanted me to go with him. <laughs> so my life hack was you go fishing, you get started with him. You wait till he's just super engrossed in his fishing <laughs> and you lay down on the grass and you take a nap in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Yes, I like it. So I've got one here, and I didn't know this was a thing until I was looking into this, but if you cut an onion in half and you scrub the cut side of the onion on a heated grill grate, it'll actually help it become nonstick. Mm. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking out. Did, did you check that out? Did you try I that? I didn't try it today, but I'm okay. definitely going to use that. I like okay. that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I, I say that because Tom went home and grilled for lunch. You have to let me know. Yeah. So, but uh, we just want to say welcome again today. Uh, this is a very serious topic. And so again, if you have little ears around, uh, you may just want to take a, a moment to pause because today we're going to talk about pornography as a, as part two of our healthy sexuality series. And so as we lead in with, with anything, we want to make sure that we, whatever it is we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, the topic and Jesus, the topic in scripture, the topic in Bible, topic in God, topic in the Father, the topic in the Holy Spirit. So uh, a couple of verses a couple chunks of scripture here that uh, I just kind of wanted to um, point out as we got started was uh, when Jesus is talking in Matthew 5, and he says, uh, you have heard uh, that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say that I say to you that anyone, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And then later on in James, uh, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God for God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And so when we start thinking about uh, lustful thinking, we start thinking about 
uh, how that is sinful behavior and the effects of that, I think is, I think is important to understand. When we start thinking about uh, sinful behavior like pornography. One of the discussions we always try to talk out our topics a little bit ahead of time um, before we sit down. I know some of you may think we don't do that. Uh, some of our <laughs> podcast, we do. Yeah, uh, we do have some discussion and. One of the things that's happening, and I'll say specifically in the Western world, because I don't know as much about what's happening in other countries, but especially here in the U.S., um, just the acceptance of pornography, yeah. the movement of uh, pornographic images into commercials and primetime TV, magazines, um, there's a real acceptance happening. And, you know, it used to be, I know when I, I'm 45, when I was a kid, uh, they wouldn't show anything like that when they knew mm -hmm. kids would still be awake. Mm -hmm. If you were going to see anything like that on TV, it was literally like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. Um, maybe some parents were still awake watching TV. It, it just wasn't happening during the main hours. And so just even those little subtle shifts, we see how difficult it is because we're bombarded by those images. You know, even picking up a, a, a workout magazine. I like to look at workout magazines sometimes. There are all kinds of uh, just really semi-pornographic, if not pornographic images. Yeah. Well, and, and we start thinking too about, you know, I looked up some of the statistics and uh, I, I ran into a couple studies back from 2010 and uh, so it's a little bit dated, but all everything indicates that it's it's just gone exponentially higher since then. Uh, mm -hmm. Pornographic websites, 4.2 million uh, websites total, 12% of all total websites, probably more now. Uh, daily porno pornographic search engine requests, 68 million. U.S. adults who regularly visit internet pornography websites, 40 million. Uh, Promise Keeper men, so if you're familiar with the Promise, Keep Promise Keeper movement, uh, promise keeper men uh, who viewed pornography in the last week, 53%. Uh, one in six women, uh, even Christians, struggle with pornography. 68% of church-going men struggle with pornography. Uh, Christians uh, who said pornography is a major problem in the home, 47%. Average of the first internet, first average age of the first internet exposure to pornography is 11 years old. And 18 to 16-year-olds having viewed pornography online, 90% of them have viewed pornography online and it says here most while doing homework. So it's just when you start thinking about the, the how rampant this is, just like you said, Tom, you know, it's, it's all over the place. And, and too many times uh, fr from our perspective, it, it just seems that there's there, it's, it's almost like we're being bombarded. Just like you said, we're seeing it in TV shows, ads, uh, uh, billboards on the internet, et cetera. And, I think a couple things to, I think a couple things, we just need to call it out for what it is. And, and there's, there's this, this like justification, if you would, kind of going on. Uh, some people think, well, it's harmless or it's, it's, you know, when, when they start thinking about, you know, what they're doing with pornography, you know, we, and we'll talk about self-sex another time, but they'll say, well, it's sex without consequences or, or I, I literally read a, an article where it was, it said, uh, why pornography is helpful for your marriage. And it's just, mm. those are just, it, again, it doesn't align with the Bible. 100% grace, 100% truth. It does not align with the Bible. I know I know things that uh, you've probably heard before but are worth repeating is, you know, when those images, when we're bombarded with sexual images, typically this isn't an average person, right? They've picked an extremely attractive person they know to be alluring. Uh, and this just sets people up for uh, expectations, of what sex is going to be like, what mm -hmm. someone's going to look like. Um, and it also kind of sets sex out as the ultimate attainment. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, sex is, and we talked about this a little bit in our first podcast on this subject, but sex is the culmination of intimacy. Uh, it is it is meant to um, bind one two flesh, one two people into one flesh. Mm-hmm. And when it's not blessed by God, uh, and I'm going to read some scripture in a minute, but when it's not blessed by God, it's essentially cursed. In other words, you're bringing unhealth into your mind, body, and your spirit by bringing in pornography, by sex outside of marriage, adulterous uh, relationships. These things not only have an impact on relationships, but they have a negative impact on your own health. I was thinking what Tommy just said about, you know, kids as young as 11, and I'm sure even younger, seeing some of the things they're seeing, um, even worse probably than, you know, when we were kids and found our dad's Playboy magazines or whatever, um, there's just... There's so much that's easy, so easy to access, just just so vile. And you think about an 11 year old kid getting some of those images in their mind, and once something like that is in your head, you can't get it out. It's it's there always, and it, it just warps, like Tom said, how you, how you view sex, how you view the opposite sex. Laura, you were talking uh, earlier today, actually, as we started down the path of, of talking about pornography, about a, a person that you had heard about that uh, was exposed to child pornography um, and, and pedophilia and some of these things as a child. And now, even though they're an adult and have admitted they know better, they have an attraction to those things themselves. And I think one thing all parents, all people need to hear is that children, when they're developing, have elasticity in their brain. They're being programmed, and whatever we watch, hear, see, feel, all of that becomes a working part of our mind. And therefore, take this person that Lori was reading or hearing about. um, Here, on one hand, they know better, but that rut was made in their neural pathways. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over again, they were bombarded by these images and these things, and now they have a hard time differentiating, is that what I'm attracted to or is that not what I'm attracted to? And so whatever you're allowing your children to be exposed to is programming their adulthood. I think if we think of it in regards of, you know, I, I everybody makes mistakes as parents, I make them daily. So please don't hear that we can't or won't make mistakes. But I've literally thought to myself, I don't want my kids in therapy later in life because of things I've done or said or allowed them to watch or put into their minds. So just just guarding uh, the innocent is part mm-hmm. of our job mm-hmm. as Christians, whether they're our kids or other people's kids, guarding guarding that innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, I I know we definitely want to focus on on next steps, and we've got we've got a handful uh, for listeners today. Uh, this is not a complete exhaustive list, but it's just a handful of good next steps. But uh, one thing I was thinking about too was, um, as we were prepping for this, was the reminder that um, one of the issues that, one of the many issues is uh, if we're not careful when it comes to things like, we're going to say pornography, you can quickly become numb to stimulation. And so, uh, and then you start moving on to other things. And then, you know, I know a lot of times we talk about addiction and how certain uh, certain chemicals or certain substances can be gateway drugs, and pornography is that gateway drug uh, for many other things. And so, you know, yes, there, there's nothing illegal about the current legal pornography, and there's nothing illegal about the current legal things like strip clubs, but pornography, the natural progression is to go to a strip club, 
And then the natural progression from there is to go to prostitution or human trafficking or sexual violence and then on and on and on because the you be start becoming numb to that stimulation. And so you th- that that that's just another reason why it's it's not you know, God has a God has a wonderful, beautiful plan for all of us, and and one of those uh, things that we need to talk about is is the fact that pornography is not part of that plan. All of our appetites are to be subject to the Spirit and to our yeah. faith, and and God gave human beings, and and again, we talked about this. We'll talk about it again. That our our sexual appetites are God given. Yep. But any of our appetites, you know, I'm overweight. What does that mean? It means my appetite for food, which God gave me exceeds its usefulness because I'm consuming more calories than I'm expending. Well, we can do the same thing with our sexual appetite. God gave us that for a reason, for procreation, for being in relationships and having intimacy. But just like any of our appetites, if we consume more or unhealthy things that we shouldn't be consuming, we'll grow sick. Yeah. And and that's really what we're talking about in that progression is something that's beautiful and God-given becoming an illness. I, I never knew until I experienced someone in my life um, having a, a porn addiction that it's something that can start, you know, seemingly innocent. You know, I'm just going to look at this quickly. This, you know, this isn't that bad. And then it isn't enough. And then you're looking at things that are more and more depraved and you can literally become, literally become addicted to it. And it, I, I never knew that, that that was the case. And, you know, in my experience, it, the addiction seems to kind of have the same kind of behaviors that any kind of addiction does, which was a shock to me yep. to learn. Can you talk about uh, just in general some of those behaviors? Uh, well, um, I, I think what I, I, I noticed and then realized after the fact that it you know, it was a product of this addiction was, you know, the, the sudden outburst of anger for no reason, the, the secrecy and the lying and the, um, for me, it was looking, this person looking at women just as, as objects, not as human at all, like just completely, um, like, like separated from the humanity of the Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of that, like, I, I've never been married, but I was in a relationship with someone who was addicted to porn. And so, um, in that, like when I would have their phone or something, like they would always kind of be like making sure I wasn't trying to find out. And I think when people are so quick to justify that porn isn't harmful or it's not bad, but still there's this huge, like they feel the need to hide it from everyone. So I think, you know, it's like they understand that it's a problem, but they don't know what to do about it. And they think because it's just affecting themselves that it doesn't require a fix. And and just like with any other addiction, you think you're the only one affected, but really Mm -hmm. other people around you are feeling the effects, whether you want them to or not. Yeah, I had one last scripture I wanted to read just because I think this... um, will help us understand the Lord's heart and the seriousness of what, again, I think, you know, has uh, become less and less serious in society. And it's 1 Corinthians six eighteen through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord mm-hmm. for the body. In other words, the Lord wants every part of us. And 
I know this may sound funny to some people, but for some it's easy to say, oh yeah, my soul, my spirit, even my mind in a lot of ways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give to the Lord. But my body, that belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, no, I made that too. And <laughs> I have intentions and a purpose for that as well. And it's certainly not sexual immorality. Yeah. So so as, as we transition to, uh, to next steps or as we transition to solutions, um, I just want to take a, a moment to, to, and I, I love you brought up first Corinthians and, I, and my, my last scripture that I'm going to reference for today is second Corinthians 10 five, where it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And then, you know, we all, we're all very familiar with the, the second half where it says, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And so, you know, there, there, there's, there's a, there's some ways we can do that. There, there's some tips we can do for people who are, uh, who are struggling with pornography. There's, there's things we can do. We got a couple tips for people who are in relationships with someone who's struggling with pornography. We got some tips for parents. And so I just kind of want to leave with parents. Uh, I just want to say there's some great apps. There's some wonderful software out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I know at our family, we've got a few Apple products and, and within that there's some, there's some, some things you can do within your Apple devices. If you're not familiar that you can help control some of that stuff. And so I just want to encourage you to, to seek that out and do some research and just, and I think you'll quickly find between, you know, some of the stuff, again, I, I can't speak for Android, but I know Apple products. Uh, I know we've talked about the, the Disney circle a little bit and, uh, we had some funny conversation yeah. about that mm-hmm. early on. Uh, but the Disney circle is a, is a really good, uh, really good product. Uh, if, if you're looking to, to really kind of control and limit some of the, the, uh, the things that your kids see. Have a place to surrender your um, electronics at night. Yes. Um, yep. If any member of the family can't or won't willingly surrender their devices, good chance there's been some things looked at or done on there that shouldn't be. Yep. And so just having an open uh, device policy, and, and I we think that's just a good idea to pick a, a time of night to be kind of off electronics anyway. Yep. So have a sort of a master place that you're you're putting your electronics and surrendering those devices. Uh, we even tell my oldest, like, you're going to hand us your phone every once in a while, and we're going to look at everybody you've been connected with. They want to be on some of the popular apps. I won't. I won't name them uh, for certain reasons, but I'll just say some of the the apps that teenagers are on. Uh, my wife is connected, so every time something pops up on my son's phone, it simultaneously comes up on my wife's phone. Uh, it's just a good idea. We all need to be accountable. Yep. God has called us to interdependence, and part of our interdependence is accountability. It's not trying to control somebody. It's not even a a, a distrust issue. I think it's actually to help build and foster trust and encourage connection and intimacy. Uh, transparency is is so important to to fostering trust. Absolutely. There are some things like that too that um, that someone who you know struggles with pornography, you know, looking at things on their devices um, that you can put on your phone. I think Covenant Eyes is one of them, but you can set up an accountability partner. Yep. And mm-hmm. if something's accessed that shouldn't be, they'll be notified. And mm-hmm. it's it's not you know solely just to keep tabs but for you know the partner who's been hurt with that kind of thing it just it's a sense of relief you don't have to wonder and worry all the time mm-hmm. yeah. well that transparency that you right, know, right. Uh, being naked and unashamed you know like uh trans basically with the yes you know it's talking about being physically naked but it's also talking about transparency and mm-hmm. uh being open you know in your relationship mm-hmm. so what about Tommy? What about some resources? If unfortunately, as as people do, this has already snared someone. They find themselves sort of 
Um, maybe they're not fully convinced they're addicted, but they're certainly mm-hmm. having trouble stopping the behavior. What are some resources for yeah. those folks? Well, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because the, the, the first thing for that person is, you know, we have to ask the question and, and, and it's really for them to ask themselves is, are they willing to change mm-hmm. or are they there because they got found out? You know, because it's two different, you're going to have two different results. Are you, if you're there because you got found out and you're really not repentant and you don't see, you're not convicted, because uh, without conviction, you're, gonna, you're not going to have true repentance. I heard that as, are you sorry or sorry you got caught? Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly, yeah. So that, that that's the first question, and that, that's really a question. I mean, we can ask it, but it's, you really need to ask yourself. But uh, the other thing, too, is is that there's a lot of different uh, resources out there, and we're, we're going to talk about those, but uh, but one of which is called uh, Conquer. We have Conquer on Monday night. It's a, it's, a, it's a class. It's the Men's Path to Purity. And, and yes, uh, if you're if you're a woman out there, uh, please understand that we don't have currently a curriculum for women. Uh, however, um, we are looking into that. That that is something that we we recognize there is a need. And uh, if if, there, if there's any recommendations, please reach out to us and let us know. And uh, we would love to have that conversation. But uh, Conquer is the current uh, curriculum we have uh, for for men. But we also have things like Celebrate Recovery, which is for anybody who has a hurt habit or hang up. And that, that, that's men and women. So that, those are great places. Uh, therapy. Uh, couples therapy is great, but I would also encourage individual therapy as well. Um, but it really comes back to, are you willing to change? And, and, and what's your purpose behind being there? The other thing too is, uh, you know, even outside of therapy and outside of support groups, there's also, uh, you can look for triggers. And so some of the triggers, I heard a, uh, an acronym one time, it's called HALT. Uh, it's when you're, it's, you know, that, that leads to pornography usage. And one is, you know, it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and even stress relief uh, can, can lead, can be some triggers for uh, pornography use. And so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're the spouse of someone who's uh, addicted to pornography and you can help by identifying those triggers and trying to minimize those triggers as best you can. But it really comes down to the, the first step is, are you convicted of, of the sinful behavior and are you willing to repent? Yeah, I think along with the halt is being aware of what your cycle is. Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy kind of mentioned some some of those things and they all have a stress relation in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people assume if someone's on pornography that there's sexual dysfunction in the relationship. And a lot of times it's not about that at all. It's a, uh, a lot of people use it as a coping mechanism, yep. a de-stressor, uh, quite frankly, a cure for boredom because they're up too late at night by themselves. Yep. You know, the whole idle hands idea. So mm-hmm. I think, I think finding out what your cycle is, uh, to Tommy's point about triggers and interrupting that cycle, getting honest with your spouse, uh, getting honest with a pastor or a counselor or a friend, somebody who can hold you accountable. Um, if, if you're up late, then don't stay up late or find uh, a healthy hobby to do and in interrupting those things. So just figuring out, and, and sometimes back to the point about coming and seeing either Tommy or myself or our, our, our Conquer series or therapy, sometimes it's hard to figure those things out on your own, and we would be happy to either help you or, yep. or get you to someone who can help you to figure out that, that process. Yeah, I think um, also if you're a spouse of someone who struggles with pornography, you know, just like Tom said, you know, that's about that person and what they're struggling with. It isn't about you. It isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing you could have done would have would have changed that they did that and yeah. and sometimes it's hard not to internalize that and and feel you know not good enough or less than because your partner's is 
participating in those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to quickly to kind of differentiate a couple of things. Uh, when we talk about addiction here and we're talking about celebrate recovery, a lot of times we refer to alcoholism and, and drugs. And I want to tell you that anybody who would put cocaine in their body can be addicted to cocaine. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be, you don't have to have the predisposition to addiction to become addicted to cocaine. And I would say the same thing about pornography. There are people listening to this or know people that are truly sex addicts. Mm-hmm. If you're a sex addict, you absolutely need a group. You actually absolutely need therapy. You absolutely need to admit you're powerless. Those are non-negotiables if you're going to get better. But I also want to let you know that the average person, if they let themselves be exposed too many times for too long to pornography, even if it doesn't become a full-blown habit or yep. a full-blown addiction, rather, it's going to become a habit yep. and it's going to affect your life. Yep. So I don't want people listening thinking, well, I know I'm not an addict. I can I can quit. I can moderate. I can do this. I want you to know pornography is detrimental to your life, even if you're not a full-blown sex addict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as, as we give a wrap up today, just a couple, you know, final thoughts. And again, uh, you know, we are here, you are loved, uh, you are seen, we are here to help. Uh, we are here to serve and, and we have so many different wonderful resources we want to connect you with. But yeah, just from just, you know, a, you know, a last minute reminder that, you know, we want to make sure we identify the behavior as, you know, pornography is, is, is does not align with the Bible, you know, and, and turning to pornography is, is sinful behavior. And we, we just want to encourage you to, to avoid justifications, you know, and uh, find your completeness in Christ and remember to captivate your thoughts. Uh, for spouses, you know, just understand that, you know, uh, you know, counseling is available as individuals and for couples. And then also as a spouse, you can help, you know, with those, uh, uh, identify any temptations. You know, maybe it's maybe it's something as simple as uh, identify a new route home so they're not passing by a bookstore or a billboard or, uh, you know, et cetera. You know, it, there, there, there's ways that spouses can get involved and can help uh, with the treatment solution, even if it's just to, to, to encourage, you know, pray with your spouse, pray over your spouse, and also just to, to love your spouse and let your spouse know, like, look, I, I'm in this. We're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to figure this out together and just in, in being an active part of the the uh, the solution. But uh, as we get very close, Tom, do you mind praying us out? I'd love to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Heavenly Father, um, we come to you with um, the seriousness of this uh, situation. Lord, um, uh, we pray that it hasn't come across in any way that we take this lightly. We know the seriousness of this, of this Lord. We know your heart. Um, Lord, we ask that uh, that you would uh, go before us, um, Lord, that uh, we would not be led into temptation, but that you would, uh, um, Lord, just that you would be uh, a spiritual power. This is a spiritual battle. We know that um, there's a, a, a cosmic battle going on and that Satan is prowling around like a lion waiting to devour souls. And this is uh, a way that he's devoured many men and now more and more women as well. And so, Lord, we just ask you to stand in the gap. We need your strength. We need your discernment. Lord, I pray if anyone's been listening to this today and, and they're struggling, Lord, that they know that we're here to love them and help them, that, uh, Lord, we want to walk with them equally in grace and truth. And if we can't help them, get them to someone that can. Lord, thank you, as always, for this team and for this podcast, for the folks that are listening and for the lives that will be touched. God, we thank you for allowing us to serve you. We know you love us and we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget you can join us each Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others on Amazon Music, Facebook, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And as always, uh, you can find additional resources at mynorthside.com slash care. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.